I am honored to be here today. I was thinking of uh, two of the greatest honors that I've ever had to preach was in one, number one, would be in Phoenix, Arizona at our National Association. And this here rates next to it, having the privilege to come back to the church that by the grace of help of God that we started in 1954. It kind of reminded me of the commercial. And the lady said, we've come a long ways, baby. <laughs> and we're just proud to be here today. And I trust that you're going to pray for me. If I, you know, uh, when they called me to preach at the National Convention, they gave me six months to prepare. And in that six months, I preached everything I'd ever preached. And some things I had not preached. Brother Mike didn't give me that much time. <laughs> but I've had a, a week of uh, being awake and preparing for this message today. And you pray for us this morning that we'll just relax you say, preacher, you've been preaching 56 years and you still get nervous. Yes, I do. And uh, I guess I'll do that till I die. And, uh, but this morning, we're going to be preaching out a message that is one of the most needed messages, and yet it's one of the most neglected message in the Bible. But it's one thing that we all ought to be doing, and that is looking for Jesus to come. And if there's anything in the world will help you to live better and want to get closer to God is to start looking for Jesus to come. The Bible tells us, what I say unto one, I say unto all, watch and be ready. For in such an hour that you think not, the Son of Man cometh. And I was just thinking this morning, if we thought that the Lord would be back today, what kind of day would we have? And yet, because he did not come yesterday, he could come today. And I think we get the attitude because we've probably got it all figured out that uh, he's not going to come back right now. And we can live any way that we want to live and do anything we want to do. We've got plenty of time to get right and get straightened out and be ready for his coming. But the fact that he may come back today uh, simply means that we ought to be ready. Jesus promised us before he ever went away that I'm coming again. Uh, John chapter 14 says, that not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions. One translator translated it like this. In my Father's house there are many rooms. I like that a little bit better. To think that I'd be in the same house living in a room with Jesus Christ. That's a tremendous thought. 
I'm not too concerned about mansions. One writer said, just build me a cabin in glory land. Well, I, I, I feel like this. If I can be where Jesus is, that will be enough for me. And he said in that, he said, I go and prepare a place for you. And he has been gone almost 2,000 years. And to think that he was a carpenter and a carpenter's son before he went away. And if he'd been busy building and preparing a place for you and I for 2,000 years, what a place it might ought to be preparing for us. But he said, if I go away, I will come again. I will. He promised us without a doubt that he would come again. And we need to keep that in mind that this just might be the day that he's going to come back. I don't know if you've ever done it or not, but it's a good thing to do. Some starlit night or some when the moon is shining bright, go out with nobody but you and the Lord and look up. And the Bible says that we can look up uh, and look for him. The Bible says, it tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, and to them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And we need to be looking for him. We need to be ready for him. We need to have our reservations and ready to go. And if you are uh, ready today, if you are packed up, prayed up, and ready to go up, that's a good way to be, ready to go. And so the Bible tells us, uh, Jesus said, if I go away. But in Acts chapter 1, tells us that he, there as he was getting ready to leave, and with his hands outstretched, a cloud came down, and Jesus stepped on board and went up into heaven. And the Bible said that, uh, that there was uh, 500 people saw that, and two men and dressed in white pearl, they watched these 500 as they, uh, Jesus went up. And he went out of sight. And then they said to him, Why gaze you up into heaven? For this same Jesus that you've seen go away is coming again. The same way that he went away, he's coming back. And we need to keep that in mind. Uh, he was taken up. But the Bible tells us before he went away, he, he prayed. And one of the last prayers that he prayed on earth was in chapter 17 of John. He said, Father, I will that where I am, there they may be also. And that prayer hasn't been answered for all of us. We are not with him except in spirit. But one day we will be with him in body and spirit and soul. And so the Bible tells us uh, he's coming again. The same Jesus, not an ambassador, not someone representing him, but the same Jesus has taken up is coming again. And so uh, all through the New Testament, we have that promise that he's coming back again. Even Job, uh, in the 19th chapter of Job, he said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Do you know that this morning? And he said, I know that he's going to stand upon the earth in the latter day. And after my skin worms that devoured this body of mine, yet in my flesh shall I see God. I'm going to get to see God. 
And the Bible tells us, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And so, as we think about his uh, returning back, we need to be ready. And Apostle Paul, he was a man that was looking for Jesus to come. And so, in uh, all through his writing, uh, verse after verse, chapter after chapter, he would be reminded uh, that Jesus is coming. And one of the most beautiful verses I remember memorizing as a young Christian uh, was in he, uh, over in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, I believe it is. And he said, he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Jesus is not praying today, uh, maybe as some of you and I are praying, uh, that he would tarry and he'd wait. And, uh, uh, but Jesus is praying, and no doubt since he went away, he has asked the Father like a child would ask uh, as we go on a trip. And maybe on a 500-mile trip and you just leave the city limits, and they begin to say, are we almost there? I've imagined thousands of times that since Jesus went back to heaven that he's asked the Father, is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time yet for me to go back and get my bride and bring her home? And one of these days, God the Father is going to say, Son, it's time. And Jesus is uh, swiftly, and Gabriel is going to get his trumpet, and he's going to blow that trumpet, and Jesus is going to descend from heaven, and we're going to be changed, and we're going to be caught up to meet him in the air. And so the Bible tells us over in 1 Thessalonians, uh, every uh, chapter is mentioned about his coming. Every chapter in chapter 1, verse 10, it tells us, And to wait for his Son from heaven, from whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Who, what should we be doing today? Waiting for Jesus to come. I want to tell you something. Next time somebody uh, calls you on the phone, one of the famous questions they always ask, What are you doing? And I'd like for you to just simply reply, I'm waiting for Jesus to come. I think that would be a real testimony, don't you? I'm waiting for Jesus to come. I'm looking for Jesus to come. And Jesus simply uh, tells us here, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. And I want to tell you, you may be, uh, as you think about going through the wrath of God, but did you notice in that latter part of that verse uh, that Jesus has delivered us from the wrath to come? And we've been saved from the wrath to come. And we got, I got good news for you. If you're reading about uh, the tribulation period and you're uh, kind of scared of it, I got good news. If you're saved and right with God, you don't have a thing to worry about because we've been saved from the wrath of God. I won't have to face him in his wrath. The next chapter tells us uh, that uh, he is still looking for Jesus to come. Uh, in verse 19, for what is our hope, our joy, our crown of rejoicing, or not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? What is our joy? 
for pastures, the greatest joy that I can have. You know, if I asked you this morning, how many of you that's here today that perhaps I'm baptized, I'm married, I was your pastor, that several of you would raise your hand. And one of my greatest joy is those that I've ministered to and preached to and baptized and buried, that you in the presence of the Lord will be my chief joy. You will be my chief joy when I get there. And then over in the third chapter, he said, to the end he may establish your hearts, unblameable in wholeness before God, even our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. He's coming back. He's coming back. And then chapter 14 and chapter uh, uh, 14 of Thessalonians, and I love chapter 15, uh, 1 Corinthians. But in chapter 14, he tells us, I don't want you to be ignorant. I would not have you to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not as others which have no hope. Don't cry like there's no hereafter. Don't weep over the dead like you'll never meet them again. And so far we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. When am I going to get to see my mama? When am I going to get to see my dad? When am I going to get to see all these loved ones uh, that I have preached to and buried? And it will be at that uh, resurrection morning. And when uh, Jesus descends from heaven, and the Bible says that those that uh, uh, Paul said in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, I'll show you a mystery that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment and a twinkling of eye. You know what, folks? You may not realize it, but in the next minute, we could be meeting Jesus in the air. How serious it is to think about that he could come back at any minute, any day, any hour, any month, any year, and we could be meeting him in the air. See, Apostle Paul, was a, uh, he was a premillennialist. And if you know, a premillennialist means that the rapture is going to come and take place before the millennial reign. And so uh, Apostle Paul said, I want to show you a, a, a mystery. He is the first pre, uh, uh, writer in the Bible that records uh, all this. I'll show you a mystery. And that mystery has been something that's been hid, something that nobody, Peter didn't understand it. Uh, he did not understand about, uh, he was an amillennialist. If you'll read the third chapter of 1 Peter, you kind of get the idea that uh, it's all going to end at one time. This earth is going to burn up, and we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. Because he said, Brother Paul wrote some things that was hard to be understood. He wrote some things hard to be understood, uh, which people wrestles to their own destruction, and they twist the scripture. But in this chapter here, uh, chapter 14, he goes on to say, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. In other words, we will not present, uh, precede those. We will not get ahead of those that died. My mama's going to be resurrected if I'm living before I am changed. 
But I'll tell you what, folks, that's going to be a, a, a time. The, uh, the songwriter said, there's going to be a meeting in the air in the sweet by and by. And God's own son will be the leading one in that meeting in the air. Have you ever thought about meeting Jesus for the first time, face to face, eye to eye, and seeing him for yourself? As Job said, I shall see him for myself and not for another. And you say to him, how would you introduce? I like the song, I can only imagine. I can only imagine what I'll do. I can only imagine what I will say. I can only imagine those around me, what will they be saying? What a time that will be. And I can kindly imagine that I'll say, hello, Jesus. I've been waiting for you. I've been looking for you for over 50 years. I've been looking for that day to come that I'll see you face to face. Face to face. What a day that will be. What a time that will be. And as a songwriter said, I, I, I don't understand how in the world will I ever keep from crying when I thank him for what he's done. On that beautiful shore, I must kneel once more and thank him for what he's done. So he proceeds to go on. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the barks of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ to rise first. Then we which are alive remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. From that time on, there will never be a time that Jesus will not be around. That's a wonderful thought. I've often thought, you know, the Bible tells us, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and there was no more sea. Peter said, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, we look for a new heavens and a new earth. I'm excited. I like this earth. Do you like it? Do you like to travel and see all that God has? My wife and I, we had a privilege of going out west. And I said, if we said one time, uh, we said it a hundred times, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Look at that. Isn't it beautiful? But God said he's gonna we're going to have a new heaven and we're going to have a new earth. And uh, the Bible said, blessed are the meat, for they shall inherit the earth. And yet I don't understand why that no songwriter, as far as I know, has ever wrote a song about the new earth. They write about heaven, but the new earth is going to be just as real as heaven. Well, we're in heaven. There's going to be no day. There's going to be no night. There's not going to be no sun. There's going to be no moon. But Jesus said, let's take a little trip down to the new earth. And I say to him, can I tag along with you? I'd like to see the new earth. Over in the Old Testament, it said, Blessed the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. One of the Beatitudes said, Blessed the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And so, as we think about what he's got for us, and, Lord, and so he shall ever be with the Lord. Wherever he goes, we'll get to go. Wherever he's at, we'll be there. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And then, as we think about 
of the signs of his coming. Tells us that uh, we look at the fig tree and the leaves begin to shoot out. He said, you know that the summer is nigh and even at the door. And then he said, when you see all these things come to pass, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, pestilence, uh, hurricanes, you know, the word hurricane may not be mentioned, but he said the roaring of the sea down in the Gulf of Mexico right now, the sea is roaring. And they're preparing for a hurricane to come in uh, over 100 miles per air winds. And many people's lives will be lost, houses will be destroyed. But he said, when you see all these things come to pass, when you hear men's heart failing them for fear of what's coming up on the earth, he said, lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing nigh. It won't be very long till Jesus shall come. The day is getting closer every day. James, one of my favorite writers, I guess because my name is James, but I just like his five uh, chapters that he wrote too. And here's what he said. Chapter five. He tells us to be patient. Just be patient. Be patient. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. As you watch for him, be patient. Be patient. You know, a lot of times we are very impatient people. And because he did not come back yesterday, we just kindly give up. The Bible said that there would be people that would say, my Lord, the length is coming. And they would begin to eat and to drink and, uh, with the drunken. And the Lord of that servant will come in an hour that he thinks not. And he appoint his portion with the hypocrites and the unbelievers. Don't give up on Jesus. Don't give up on him because he is wanting to come back. He is wanting to come back. He is wanting to see his bride in the fullness. My wife and I, I used, she was living in Ohio before we were married. And I was living in, Mich uh, in Kentucky. And I would walk almost two miles to the post office, hoping I'd get a letter from her. And when they gave me that letter, I didn't look at nobody else's mail. I wasn't concerned about who else got a letter, if mom got one or whoever got one. It was the one that I got. And I'd rip that thing open. And on my way back home, I would read it about three times at least. And then the day come that we were united in marriage and she became my wife. What a day. Oh, you say, was it a big wedding? It was almost four of us. <laughs> four of us. We weren't really concerned, you know, about who else could have been there. We was there ourselves, And then the man that performed the ceremony and the lady that signed the certificate, just as a witness, we were together. And that's all that mattered. And Jesus is saying the same thing today. All that would matter to me 
if I could just be where my bride's at. Father, I will that where I am, there they may be also. And I can imagine the church, the bride has got home. And for the first time, Jesus introduces us to his father. And he says something like this, Father, this is my bride. This is the one that I paid the supreme price for on the cross of Calvary. I purchased her with my own blood. Isn't she beautiful? And the father says, yes, son, she's beautiful. Bring her on in. The wedding's going to take place. We're going to have a, we're going to have a wedding. We're going to have a feast. We're going to have a good time. And what is heaven going to be like? It's going to be like heaven because Jesus is there. We're there. The church, the bride has made herself ready. And I've got news for you. I have performed ceremonies for hundreds of couples. And one thing I've got in common, I've never seen an ugly bride. Never seen an ugly one. Uh, one time I was expecting to see one. <laughs> I went to a house to perform a wedding ceremony. And I, as I walked into the house, I said, I'm going to see my first ugly bride today. But in a few minutes, the door opened and out stepped a lady in white. And I said, you are beautiful. In performing ceremonies, if I probably happen to be the one that performed yours, I've got one thing that I usually say to every bride. You, I whisper to her, you are beautiful. And the church is going to be a beautiful thing to be in heaven. The Bible said, rejoice and be glad, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. She's got ready. We are getting ready. What are you doing today? I'm getting ready to leave this world. I'm getting ready for the gates of pearl, keeping my records right, watching both day and night. I'm getting ready to leave this world. And in closing today, it must be an important thing. In Revelation, it tells us three times in the last chapter. Here's what he tells us in the last chapter. I wasn't going to read this, but it's too good to pass up. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Isn't that something? But in verse 7 it says, Behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. He's waiting to get to come. And then he goes on in verse 12. And behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. My reward is with me. Did you know that payday is coming someday? When I worked at Cadillac Motor Company, Friday was a big day. We'd say the day is the day that the eagle flies. Payday. And can you imagine when Jesus comes back 
And he said, my reward is with me to give unto every one of you according to your work. And then in the next, the last verse, here's what he said. And he which testified these things saith, surely I come quickly. Amen. The truth has been spoken. I'm going to come quickly even. And here's the last prayer. John is writing. The last prayer that's recorded in the Bible. And when Jesus said, I come quickly, John prayed and said, even so, come Lord Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. Have you ever really felt so close to God that you really could pray? Even so, come Lord Jesus. Come on. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm keeping my records right. I'm watching both day and night. I'm getting ready to leave this world. This morning, I asked you the question today, are you ready? Jesus said, what I send to one, I send to all. Watch and be ready. And then he said, watch as well as pray. Watch. Watching for Jesus to come with every head bowed and every eye closed and every Christian praying and everyone asking yourself the question, am I really ready to go? Am I prepared to go? Is my name written in the book of life? And this morning, if there's somebody here today, you're not a Christian, you're not saved, you'd like for us to pray for you, would you just lift your hand and by that, we're going to pray. Anybody, you're not a Christian, but you'd like for us to pray for you. You want to be saved. Maybe you're here today and you are a Christian, but you are not living as close to God as you ought to. And you know that. And you want to get closer to God. You want us to pray for you. Would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. Anybody, God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? I want to get as close to God as I can. I want to feel his presence. I want to know that he's close by. I want to know that I'm ready to go. Anybody else? Anybody else? Let us pray. Our Lord and our God, we thank you this morning, Lord, for your word. We thank you for the promise of your coming, that you're coming back. You've gone away, but you're coming back. And we pray now, Lord, for this, this congregation. Lord, if there's anybody here that's not ready, we pray that they'll come and get ready today to leave this world, watching for Jesus to come. And we pray, God, for those that may be here that's not sure, that they can get assurance of salvation today, that they're ready to go. God, we commit this call now into your hand, into the hand of the Spirit of God, that will convict and call those that needs to be called this morning. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. Let us stand. As we sing a verse, if there's somebody that needs to come and pray, the altar's open. Sinners shall be parted right.
ready for that day to come. For that day to come. Are you ready? chapter that he wrote in the New Testament he says I am now ready and this is the most important time not yesterday not 10 years ago but right now and he said I am now ready my departure is at hand but I fought a good fight I've kept the faith I finished the course and there's a crown made it for me that the righteous judge will give me in that day and not for me only everyone that loves the appearing of the Lord. Would you like to see him come back today? He said, if you would, I got a crown for you, a crown of righteousness. And Apostle Paul, I, I never told you about the fifth chapter of 1 Thessalonians, but he said in that chapter that he prayed that our whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord. Amen. Thank you very much. But uh, I'm amazed that Jesus Christ, who died on the cross of Calvary some 2,000 years ago, died for you and died for me. And I'm amazed that because of his sacrifice on that cross, that one day I'll stand before Jesus, sinner, sinner as I am, and God will say, enter in, thou good and faithful servant. I'm amazed. That amazes me today. And I'd like for us... Oh, uh, you got us. No, I'm going to let you, don't stand up yet. Even though the song says stand up, don't do it. Here we go. Let's sing about Jesus, all right? We're just going to sing a couple verses of this song. It's a wonderful way to end our service. I stand Joy! 
and amazed together this morning. I'm going to ask Brother Varney and Sister Varney, if you'll stand right up here at the front. And uh, I just invite all who will just to come and uh, make sure you meet them and uh, just greet them this morning. Just right here at the front. Yes, ma'am, on the floor. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And uh, we'll see you again on Wednesday night.